Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Gray, Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off. That's SGPN, two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast, Tailor-Made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. And finally, we're brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake, our fantasy baseball podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Yes, that's fun. If you want a driver, you can win just by giving a review to the Golf Gambling Podcast. That is terrific. I am joined by Justin Bruni today. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Good start to the week here. Got a Monday night uh, Superflex draft on the books. Very excited. I have already done one today, so I'm ready to do another. Absolutely. You know, I always we're, we're always doing stuff for the fans, you know, covering Dynasty, you know, advice, waiver wires, whatnot. This one's a little bit for us, too. I always enjoy mm-hmm. doing these underdog drafts. They're a lot of fun. So, you know, this is this is the best. This is the fun part, actually, trying to track down a draft we can do. So I am going to... Are, are you ready? So if, if for people who oh, yeah. are familiar with how we do this, you know, we have, you know, their underdog uh, boards are live. So we are trying to jump into a live one. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, we accidentally jump into one where we're the 12th member and we can't get the second person in. So I'm going to go diving in right now. Let me see here. We have six more. You are good to join, my friend. Are you in? Sweet. Easy All peasy. Right, five, five more to start. So now. Now we wait for five more to join. So I, I don't know how fast these Superflex ones go. It looks like we already got through down to four. So it looks like we'll be diving in pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It's pretty <sighs> uh, it's pretty subjective. I mean, earlier I tried to draft with uh, Sean and Kramer, and it was weird. Like they had just got into theirs. They must have like literally both got in as their last two because I went in at the same time and there was a lobby of six. And it was, it was a completely different draft. And then we wound up finishing before them. So but you never know how it goes. Every draft is going to be unique. It's all it's all going to be different. Yeah, and these Superflex drafts are unique, obviously, because you are starting, you know, potentially two quarterbacks, and they are a lot different than the single quarterback formats. I'm underdog. Quarterbacks go very, very quickly. And, you know, this is actually, you know, I did, I, you know, I did 50 or 60 of these drafts last year. This is actually my first time doing one this season, and I can already tell by looking at it that quarterbacks are king in this format, too. It appears that we have eleven quarterbacks within the first sixteen picks of ADP. That sounds right. How do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, it sounds about right. I mean, I, I want to go fishing for a top QB in the first round for sure. I have done a few of these now, and I have uh, finished a first round, leaving with Justin Jefferson, and then coming back around with Kirk Cousins. So, you know, early on in the first round, I'm definitely like top five. I'm absolutely taking a quarterback in this format. However, in that middle ground, like that you know, like six to like eight or nine, I feel like I could sneak in and kind of play chicken with the position players, maybe a just Justin Jefferson, maybe a, uh, a Jamar Chase, you know, closer to maybe pick eight or nine. If I feel uh, I can come back with Burrow, you, you'll probably miss out on I miss out on him on the turn if he isn't uh, if he isn't gone, just because, again, that's how aggressive they'll be. Uh, but also at the very last uh, end of the first round, like these last few picks, I like doubling up on QB for sure. Um, and I think Folks will see that if you've been doing underdog drafts, you can just really attack QBs and receivers early on and still play the running back game and let those guys, you know, drift into the backer back end of ADP. Yeah, you know, it's an I you know, I would love starting off with two quarterbacks in these formats. I just I just don't feel comfortable selecting like a, a kind of a, a poor fantasy quarterback in the third or fourth round of drafts. Mm-hmm. I think it's a you know, it's a really bad value. So I always try to lock up my two quarterbacks. In the first few picks, obviously, but we are down at 30 seconds and we'll be drafting here. Where are you picking at, my friend? 
I am 111, so it looks like I will probably be oh, in that. Auto bus. Okay. Yeah, that looks like it'll probably be a, a position to double up on QB at the end of the first round. Um, like I said, even in that draft I did with Justin Jefferson and then Kirk Cousins, I was also able to come back around in rounds three and four and stack up Geno Smith and DK Metcalf. Now, it's not just going to fall into your lap like that. You're going to need, you know, some dominoes to fall with the picks ahead of you to get an ideal, you know, starter stack set, you know, between two QBs and two top receivers like that. But, you know, and also with that approach, you're just absolutely, you know, fading running back, which I've been doing a lot recently. And you know what? Just while we have a safe moment here before I pick an eight picks, I just wanted to remind the folks that we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player, player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB games. Plus, they've already do, doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season that we are doing right now. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, do we have any surprises here, it looks like, at the top of the draft? Um, you know, uh, the first three quarterbacks, no surprise there, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. How, just Justin Fields, your man at number four, though, how do you feel about that? It's, it's on par with ADP. That's what I've seen, honestly, the first couple of drafts that I've done. Um, personally, because I'm just not like, I'm not a run first QB guy at that position. I would probably like Joe Burrow, but at the same time, you have to differentiate. You have to, you know, if you're, especially if you're doing, you know, multiple drafts like this, if you're doing one and done by all means, you can take your shot. Um, but if you're doing these multiple drafts, you obviously have to differentiate. I, I really can't hate it because again, it's just what ADP is calling for in this situation. All QB so far. Yeah. Oh man, I hate that. That that is not good. I I don't like that at all. But I am going to continue. Aggressive. I'm going to go with. <clears throat> I'm going to go with a guy who I think could be on a revenge tour this season. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson, who's going to want to remind people why he is mm -hmm. the top quarterback in the one one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, looking for a new team. Maybe it's we don't know where he's going to play yet. Who and where where did you just go? Uh, I'll be honest. You took Justin Jefferson. No, I did not. I'm about to pick here, and oh, you're, oh and I see you. I just, I just don't see how I can get away without taking a quarterback here. I don't love this, but I'm gonna take, uh, I'm gonna take Tua. And again, it's just because the demand. I mean, that's a lot of QBs to go. There's only looks like it's gonna be one position player in the first round, and that is a little bit more aggressive than what I've seen so far. It looks like it was two. It was Jamar yeah, Chase that, that, that. and Justin Jefferson. That is not what I like to see because I agree, you know, like these, like a lot of these people, they're obviously thinking a lot like me, you know, I don't like to mm -hmm. spend a premium pick on a kind of gross quarterback in the third or fourth round. I'd rather lock yeah. up my guys right now, take a top end quarterback, which may be available. I'm going to go ahead and take another, I'm going to get risky here. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson to Sean Watson, two guys not okay. coming off like of strong fantasy seasons, but okay. Who have very high ranges of outcomes. These are guys who have been top five quarterbacks before and certainly could be top five quarterbacks. Again, Lamar Jackson struggled with injuries. Deshaun Watson struggled with plenty of off the field stuff to his to his uh, own making. So mm -hmm. we will see what happens there. But I like my, I, you know, I'm okay with my start. These are guys who I would not, I would have liked to have a little better quarterbacks available with me to each pick. I would wish somebody would have slid in a running back, a wide receiver, but exactly. So where are you at here? You're coming. I up. have Tua and Kirk Cousins, and I Tua. won't be picking for a while. So neither of us will be picking for a while. I'm yeah. 14 picks away. Um, yeah, I mean that's a quarterback heavy draft there, but that's what you. That's the deal in Superflex. Sometimes people fade the quarterback a little bit, which is mm -hmm. less so in less so in underdog fantasy. It's always traditionally the quarterbacks go heavy, but you know if you're in a uh, draft with your friends or anything like that. Uh, you know, you, you, you know, we were just talking about it before the show. So the quarterbacks can fall by the wayside, even in Superflex. Any surprises you see on the draft board so far? Uh, let me Other take a look that? here. I, I was really hoping to land Dak Prescott at pick eleven. To be honest with you, the, you know, they're just going to pass the ball a ton this this uh, this season. Have been the past prior uh, few years, but I expect them to continue that uh, that same type of attack. Kirk Cousins, I like. I mean, getting him at pick fourteen, I feel pretty good about. There's no real surprises here other than just the quarterbacks just completely dominating the first round. I think typically we would have seen at least another two position players, maybe like a CMC, 
uh, maybe a Chris or yeah, CMC, maybe an Eckler. Looks like Eckler is really getting pushed down right now. I'm surprised seeing Bijan still go ahead of him. Jonathan, and say, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is on the board in the third round. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this and it's just going to get like this, and it's going to even itself out. Um, I'm still not again, like I'm not prioritizing running backs this early. I haven't been doing that even in single QB. And reading the board here, I, I just feel like I'm going to have some good options at receiver when it comes back to me at the end of the, the, the third and start of the fourth round. You know, one of the things that I always keep in mind in these uh, super flex formats is the fact that it is just two wide receivers. So you only need two wide receivers. So I think that mm -hmm. does downgrade the wide receivers a little bit. In my opinion, you do like to have a top end outcome. But as far as, you know, trying to pound depth of wide receiver, I feel comfortable mm -hmm. rolling in with a little bit lighter wide receiver set than typical underdog drafts. Yeah, I'd back that up with the tight end still probably. I would I would probably revert that to a third tight end still. I just don't love running backs early on, and the, the later end uh, ADP is just super friendly. Oh, do-do-do. They just love They're, to sit around here. We got a nice little run of receivers, though, in this round. Yeah. Round three, C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams at pick 27, Amon Ra, 28, Garrett Wilson, 29. Good little run yeah. there. My brain does little malfunctions there when, I, when I'm trying to do live drafts and stream at the same time. I'm like, what's happening? I, I lose track in the draft. I'm like, did I just get auto-picked? No. <laughs> I know people are just moving slow today and taking their full 30 seconds. That's what's happening. Are, are you going to uh, snag Jalen Waddle from me here? I think someone else might, but. <sighs> you're up I in a want? couple of picks here oh if I would auto bus, okay i was gonna say if auto bus takes another receiver i was not gonna be happy i'm going to go with i am going to steal crystal uh jalen waddle i mean here uh just Unreal. a really high high end outcomes that i'm looking no for class in fall leagues there we go no class ever. Uh, sorry, Unreal. I, you know, I don't, I don't want underdogs shutting down our draft due to, you know, collusion. I can't just leave him for you for two. I just, I just tipped you the pick and you're like, yeah, you know what? I will take that guy. <laughs> so, see, I wish, you know, if, if we're going to do that, I would just tell you not, oh, don't take the best player on the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we, well, we can just play that game the entire time. Uh, you know fair. what? I'll just take my third quarterback. Screw it. Third quarterback? What? No, I'm just kidding. I was just like, come on. <clears throat> No. I'm going to take a receiver here because, like I said, I like loading up on receivers. Nope, went Brees Hall instead on the auto pick. You got two you screens got, up. Oh, see, that's what happens. That's what happens. Yep, that's that's the that's the live draft game. This next one, I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss this next one because I was already planning on taking him. In, uh, I, I tell yeah. you, I don't like that Brees Hall pick for you. I don't like yeah. it at all. It's all right. I, I'll uh, get Michael Carter in the back end. I'll be fine. I'm a big Michael Carter advocate. I, I get just, TJ Hawkinson. I just don't like running backs coming off of ACLs for obvious reasons. And I just yeah. don't think you will see that production the first half, but he could certainly pay off for you in the second half of the season. I do expect him to get better and regain that explosiveness like running backs typically do in the second half. We did see that with JK Dobbins last year. Well, typically I, I, uh, you know, I practice my best ball Bible and my best ball Bible would have been Jalen Waddle, TJ Hawkinson right there. So, you know, I had oh, to man. break code a little bit. I'll tell you, you know, I know he's old, but in an underdog draft where we're just, you know, where it's 10 bucks and we're, I'm probably, you know, this is probably my first of many super flex mm -hmm. drafts. How can I not go Derek Henry? He could be the RB. Oh, one. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise anybody. I'm going to go Derek Henry right here in the fourth round. That's crazy. That guy. I'll trade you Brees Hall for Derek Henry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> I, I, it's, yeah, it's an auto pick. In dynasty leagues, Derek Henry is obviously not someone I have a lot of faith in. The wheels could fall off at any moment. But if we're just betting in a redraft league, especially, you know, with guys like us who, who were in, you know, hundreds of best ball drafts, maybe mm -hmm. we're in tons of redraft leagues. Why not take the chance on Derek Henry in the fourth round? I'm all for it. No, I don't hate it whatsoever. Yeah. By the way, uh, Snicker Rabbit, he took three quarterbacks to start, and I don't hate it whatsoever. T-Law, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers, I don't hate that. Then he started with uh, Devonta Smith. It's I a just, deep draft. You're done. I, You're good. You're I done. just think we're betting, you know, in underdog drafts, we're just really betting on high-end outcomes. I might not take another quarterback the rest of the draft. I took two quarterbacks, the first two picks. They're not going to play every week, but it is best ball, and I'm just going to have my automatic best skill position player slide in the, the two weeks that they have buys. I'm betting on Deshaun Watson and Deshaun uh, and mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, pro bowl, borderline, all, you know, MVP seasons for these guys. You know, that, you know, that's what we're betting on when we take these guys this early and I'm fine betting on that. So I, I, I might not even, if I have one right. and later picks with good value, 
I might take one, but I'm, I might not even pick a, another quarterback the rest of the draft. Yeah, I'll probably take a, a later round sleeper just because if you can get that guy that no one was banking on, like maybe a, this, like maybe a Sam Howell or something like that, you're, the ADP is just super friendly in this format to not have or just to get you that availability for a bye week. This is nuts. This is disrespectful. Josh Jacobs is there at 48. It's the format, brother. It's everybody's getting pushed this down is, another round crazy. or two. I know this it's fun. Crazy. I love this it. It's crazy. I love I mean, it. But but there's so many wide receivers that didn't go deserve to go before Josh Jacobs. I know we hate wide, running backs, but come on. Mm-hmm. Like, this is nuts. Like there's there we're at, we're at I just I just don't agree with a lot of these picks. This is a little crazy for me. I know underdog is crazy for wide receivers, but it's half PPR people. Come well, on. we just do so many drafts, man. We're gonna we're gonna walk into these rooms every now and again where we're just seeing, you know, off the wall ADP choices, people moving people up, letting them sit. I mean, that's the beauty of the game. But I mean, brother, Chris, I mean Chris Olave, Chris Olave, T. Higgins. That's what I'm saying. I keep DeAndre taking those Hopkins, guys. Calvin Ridley. None of these guys have any business going ahead of Josh Jacobs. This is crazy. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, you can keep stacking and getting the value that you want. You can, you know, attack the game however you like. It's the, the way I look at underdog, you're, you're pretty much playing McDonald's Monopoly with your own strategy. Like, you actually get to play the game. It's all a lottery ticket at the end of the day. Yeah. It's, all you're, it's all you're cashing out. <clears throat> that's why we love underdog. It's just so easy to yeah. hop in. But <clears throat> before I get a chance uh, to dive into my uh, first uh, pick and five picks here, or my fifth pick and five picks here, I mean, I'm just going to remind people about that driver giveaway one more time on the on the Golf Gambling Podcast Network. Yes, it is tailor-made. And, yes, you can simply enter to win by just going – just yeah, by just leaving a review on either uh, the, I believe, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. is completely free to enter, and you have a chance to win. The drawing will take place on Sunday, April 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right, I am coming up here in three picks. Like I said, it's always a lot of juggling in these live drafts. I'm not I'm telling to, you who to take this time. <clears throat> trying to do ad reads, live drafts, live stream. It always it always puts my brain in a little pretzel. I'm always trying to wrestle with it a little bit. But here we go. Man. Man. Oh, they, I just walk into the easy – I'm just going to walk – I guess I'm just going to walk into the really easy stack here. I'm going to take uh, you know Amari Cooper rated his projected uh, ADP here. He's at the Thank top you. of the draft board. Thank going, you. Of course, you know, it just links well with my team. I didn't have to step on I didn't have to step on your oh, toes there. Son of a jacked up mother. This dude jacked up right before me, snipes DJ Moore. That's you, the second time that's happened to me today. <laughs> your man, DJ Moore. Yeah. I, I, Christian I, Kirk is my first receiver. Christian, that, that's a value of Christian Kirk. I would, I mean, I, I like him better than Calvin Ridley this year. I prefer. I might prefer DJ. It's close between Christian Kirk and DJ Moore for me, but that's ahead of his ADP. His ADP is uh, 68, and I took him at 59. So not certainly ideal, but I could do worse. There's a couple exciting guys here right at the top of the list. I like. I mean, I just like see. This is why I take a couple quarterbacks early, though. There's like Jordan Love here and CJ Stroud are getting taken in the sixth round. I couldn't imagine taking those guys right now. Yeah, and again, that's why. You know, I tell everybody in this format, just take a quarterback early. Everybody's going to have to do it. There will be some teams that play chicken, and you can expose them. So if you see the guy next to you draft Justin Jefferson, don't let him come back around and take Kirk Cousins. Don't let him have that stack. You know, you can play some defense a little bit because everybody's hands are going to tell a little bit more so in this format than others. So 
It's a lot of fun. I, I love this format, to be perfectly honest with you. It really allows you to leverage your best ball knowledge and just off-season fantasy you know, intake a, a, a lot more. I just took Jerry Judy, somebody I like who it. I think can be a top 15 wide receiver this season. I just wrote an article explaining that on Player Profiler. So I'm excited yeah. to him in the sixth round. I think you know, coming in with hopefully a revamped offense with Sean Payton in the fold, I think it could be very mm -hmm. exciting. Who was your most recent pick here? You're uh, you're coming. I took up Drake here. London. I took Drake, Drake London. Oh, uh, see, I would have taken. I see. I have Jerry Judy. I'm just a little bit nervous at the quarter. Uh, who's quarterback for Atlanta? We saw them struggle last mm -hmm. year, but Desmond Ritter did provide more fantasy upside for those two. At least Drake London. Well, Kyle Pitts wasn't there, but he he was better for uh, Drake London's fantasy value than Marcus Mariota was. Right, and that's an, a late round stacking opportunity that I'm definitely going to look to explore. Desmond Ritter, very friendly QB ADP range. I took him as my third QB earlier behind Joe Burrow and uh, Jared Goff. And I want to say they were separated by about 100 plus picks. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the guy who, why was his name escaping me? It's after I just did another podcast that my, my brain's a little fuzzy. What's, who, who was the wide receiver for the Raiders last year who provided a little flex value behind Matt him? Collins? Yeah. Matt you Collins, wrote, yeah. Yeah, you wrote, a, wrote up on him today. Yes, I did. That's why I his, my, he's fresh in my mind. So mm -hmm. uh, Mac Holland signing with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you know, he could be a potential good target later on in drafts, especially if you if you have Desmond Ritter wanting to do a stack. I wouldn't put it past Atlanta to acquire a quarterback in this year's draft, but we'll see. We'll see. It certainly could be Desmond Ritter to start the year, but he doesn't have that kind of draft capital to solidify him in the starting role. No, definitely not. But Again, a, a friendly ADP target. You get him anywhere close to rounds, probably eight or nine. I think you're just fine. Like, I mean, and again, that's just the, the format because he still is right now number one guy in the depth chart. There goes Kyle Pitts, first pick around seven. Oh, man, that's good value on that. I like that a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, Kenny Pickett was taking two picks before, so I'd say so. <laughs> I'd say um, so. See, that's what I mean. I just can't. Yeah, I love that. When you have to take Kenny Pickett or something like that, or CJ Stroud in the sixth or seventh round, when there's guys, you know, guys who we there's RB twos left still on the board, that doesn't make me feel good. So I don't mind overpaying for Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, maybe a little bit mm -hmm. in the first or second round, and start just just getting the value now at the running back and wide receivers that are falling down the board. Where are you at with this draft? With uh, maybe not this specific draft, but this format with uh, targeting tight end, like. Do you have a specific place that you're looking, a specific player? Is it really just about the board? You know, it really is about the board when you're doing accumulative drafts like us. You know, obviously, mm -hmm. if you're if you're just planning on doing one or two drafts, pick your guys. You know what I mean? If right. you have some guy coming up, don't don't go crazy because you know you want to you want to try to take guys at, at a decent value at least. Mm -hmm. But you know, when we're just doing when when we're guys like us who are doing maybe you know, 20, you know, 20 drafts or something like that. You know, it, it's about how the board falls for me. So, you know, if there's a tight end who comes up, who is at a decent, uh, you know, I, I want to get a tight end of value. So usually, you know, if I have one that's, you know, slides a couple picks past ADP, you know, I don't even have mm -hmm. to necessarily love him as a player, but, you know, I might take him. At, oh, wow. See, I was just, see, I, I got distracted talking and I, I came up in the uh, pick here. So 15 uh, seconds here. Oh, man. Screw it up. Screw it up, Emerson. Oh, my God. This is so disrespectful to Chris Godwin. Wide receiver 32. Come on, guys. Come on. That was, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad I got to think about it because Chris Godwin, wide receiver 32, that is as bad as Deontay Johnson being the wide receiver 39. He was – come on, people. He was sixth in targets last year. Oh, my God. There you go. And where did he just go? Off the boat. Oh, my God. How, somebody somebody – Somebody listening to this? Oh my god, that, that was perfect. that was me. I did that. Oh, oh you did that. <laughs> I was okay. All right. I was wondering. I was like, DJ, no yeah. way. See, you could have waited. You could have waited. You knew I was going to probably take him though. That's a good pick. That's a good. No. Know, so earlier today, again, I was doing a I was doing a draft, and I was hoping to get in with you know Sean and Kramer and get on with their um, 7.0 best ball draft. Uh, but we still wound up drafting with some usuals. There were some uh, some folks in the family chat, including our boy uh, Indiana Jones friend of the show, friend of uh, my co-host, Andrew Robb, and dude was just sniping me on, my, on these receivers, including Deontay Johnson. So I felt really good about at least giving one share of Deontay today. He also sniped me on DJ Moore and Dante Foreman. It was a, it was a rough afternoon making picks for me. 
Yeah, you know, that, that can happen sometimes. Sometimes the board just said this, particularly like the playoff best ball ones, like sometimes they mm-hmm. just don't go right. And, you know, that's typical for how it can go sometimes. So, yeah, these these last two receivers, I both I pulled them both up the board, Brandon Cooks and Deontay Johnson. I think that they're going to finish well ahead of their best ball ADP value on underdog right now. I took both of those guys ahead of Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Brown, Mike Evans, George Pickens, and Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony is someone that's interesting in that group that I that I just mentioned that I would consider right after DJ and Brandon Cooks, but I like both both of those guys a lot this upcoming season. Yeah, me too. Those are smart picks. I just took Dallas Goddard, and that was kind of what I was yep. talking about. He slid a yep. couple picks past ADP, and I scooped him up. Uh, I think I'm very comfortable with Dallas Goddard in the eighth round. He'll have some up and down weeks in a run first offense, but no, he's that. he's still going to get fed, and they've made him a priority the past two seasons. Obviously, when they were comfortable enough for moving on with a veteran in Zach Ertz, and, and really just someone that's been there forever, like he's he's a face of the franchise, right? So when you are able to do something like that, they've really turned the page with Goddard. I feel like he's going to be a big priority in that offense. I've been drafting a ton of him and TJ Hawkinson because I just feel like they're going to be included in their offenses at a high volume. I, I think that Goddard could have another really good year. Um, we saw like when he went down that there was like an emergence of like Devonta Smith, like, you know, his role kind of increased. And I just kind of feel like that solidifies Goddard in the pecking order. You know, like he is going to be that big body target that a Jalen Hurts is, you know, looking at, you know, play action, you know, some deceitful play calling, et cetera. Yeah. And he'll certainly have his big weeks this year. You know, I, you know, they have the two top line wide receivers, so you only can take the ball out of their hands so many times. But Dallas Goddard is one of the more talented tight ends in the league. I saw you take Brandon Cooks. Yep. Just, that, that's a that's a good value pick, I think, kind of there, considering mm-hmm. in, he's in a new offense. You could certainly uh, – that's just a wide-open Dallas offense after CeeDee Lamb, especially with Dalton Schultz leaving. So I like that pick a lot. Same. And it's it's hard to see Mike Evans on the – I know he had a bad year last year, but, man, Mike Evans on the board here. I just don't know round? if – yeah, I just don't know if Mike Evans is going to fit well with, you know, lacking, I should say, a deep ball passer. Like he's that big go up and get it type of receiver, someone that you can line up on the outside and, you know, like really go to battle, you know, with opposing top defensive backs. And sometimes, honestly, like Mike Evans game takes him out of like fantasy relevancy because he wants to open up the field. He wants to do the things that the playbook's going to call for. And not necessarily, especially as he gets older, you know, dominate in touches. And I think that's been more clear the past two seasons. Man, I just some of the ADP, this underdog ADP is a little wild. I'll say that right now. Oh, I love it. It's fast and wild. Brock Purdy uh, just won the eighth round. Like that's that's aggressive. That's super aggressive. I'm just looking at the guys available. Like Mike Evans just went in the ninth round. Joe Mixon's there in the ninth round. Alvin Kamara is Rashad Penny just went off the board. Like I haven't taken a single running back Emerson and Rashad Penny went off the board in round nine. Like what? There's Javante Williams, RB 26. There is that's, J- Alvin that's Kamara's RB 34. Like that's wild. Like, that I know is he what might it, miss six games, but man, that's exactly what I'm talking about and why I preach to people to wait on running back. Now, of course, mm-hmm. like, do you, like we, I've already said this episode probably four or five times, differentiate, do different drafts, do different strategies, but the preferred strategy for me of all of them is still fading running backs. We're getting into almost double digit oh, yeah, rounds yeah, here. Definitely. And Joe Mixon, you had mentioned Javante Williams, still available. Uh, James Cook, James Connor, Alvin Kamara. I mean, I'm not banging the drum. You know, I'm not re- a religious Alvin Kamara believer. You don't need to be now. But the 10th round? Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'll believe in anything for that. Yeah, right. That's no ads. Yeah, that, that was smart. That's just how it worked out for me. I ended up going wide receiver heavy at the beginning. My team is Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Derek Henry is my one running back I did take early. Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, and Chris Godwin at wide receiver, and Dallas Goddard at tight end. I like that a lot. How about you? Where are you looking at? So I have Tua Tagovailoa, Kirk Cousins. Brees Hall is going to be my hero RB, you know, supplanted by auto draft, and I'm fine with that. Like, Brees Hall, absolutely love him. He's going to be my hero RB. I'm going to back him up with some Michael Carter later in the draft. That would have most likely been like an Alave or a DK or Devonta Smith, but I'm all fingers and, you know, crown royal here if you can't hear my glass <laughs> chirping. Um, and then, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, Christian Kirk, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, great runner receivers. And I'm not giving up yet. I'm going back to the well. I'm going to take another receiver here. I just saw that you took Cam Akers. 
don't hate that pick whatsoever, especially in this mix of running backs in round nine. You know, Penny, Pacheco, Williams, Mixon, uh, Zach Charbonnet just went like, okay, Zach Charbonnet over Jayon Dotson. Good luck, pal. Like, good, good uh, luck, I, I, I agree. I agree. Where like Jahan Dotson, it's like he's going to have his upside games this year. But at quarterback, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel still under center. Like, I understand that. I, I like Zach Charbonnet to have you know three down upside this year. I, I like that. Hey, he's got to get on a team first, brother. I hope he doesn't, he doesn't land but, somewhere with another running back because that's the landscape hey, of running backs. This, this right is now. the perfect time to do that. This is the perfect time to change. What if he lands on an open running back? Then he's an RB2, and then you just got a great value. So it could go either way, but I like that. I think that's good value. Yeah. Unless I'm getting like the real top guys that I that I really like, you know, like 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 a Bijan or a Jameer or somebody like that. I'll probably wait till like round 20 and take Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn's another interesting guy. It's shortest guy to ever measure at the NFL Combine, but man, if anybody could overcome it, it's Deuce Vaughn. I took another running back just for the brand. I, oh, I tried James to. I, 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 I came like back down one. to earth. I, I came back one. down to earth a little bit. You know, I know he might be suspended. I get it. That could happen. But what if Alvin? he doesn't? What if he doesn't get suspended? I'm going to go Alvin Kamara here, and yeah, like, yeah. what if what if he doesn't get suspended? We're like an, our, at, in the in the tenth round, in the back half of the tenth round of the draft. Come on, that's easy. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I I will say of that selection that you just did is, my, in my opinion, what I would have preferred to have done instead of Cam Akers is gone Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, especially when you're less exposed to running backs as you get later in the draft. I like to grab. You know, and of course things can change, but you know, an Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, I've done that. Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, that's another good late round stack that you can do. And another one that I really love is Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. All these players I just mentioned are all still available. These are just late round stacks that you can do to shore up the backfield that you're attacking. And again, like I said, you know, we have the NFL draft coming up. Things can change. There's still some, you know, free agents out there. My boy Leonard Fournette, I'm gonna get probably like round 14, feeling really good about it. You know, there's going to be some changes, but I feel really good with those approaches because at least I'm just going to get the best out of whatever particular backfield I'm targeting. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it, but I, I put more emphasis maybe on that in a, line, in a league where you have to set lineups. You know, and just an underdog best ball. You know, you you can always slide in. You know, it automatically mm-hmm. slides in your next best player. So I don't mind. You know, banking on maybe, yeah, it, I'm banking on Alvin Kamara. You know, the way that this. Maybe the way that I'm going to win the million bucks, or you know, I didn't look at the grand prize in this one before I jumped 100, in. $100,000. <laughs> $100, if I'm going to win the $100,000, Alvin Kamara is probably not going to be able to be suspended. So, right. No, uh, ab- absolutely. So and I'm, I'm not uh, even talking about that in particular, like the like Jamal Williams versus suspension or the two of them. I just mean, like, no matter what the situation is, for all we know, it'll be Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram 2.0 again. We have no clue. You know, we're, we're it's, that's you know, true. I was about to say, I was about to say it's March. It's actually April, but <laughs> it's very early, you know? Very so early April, you, yeah. You have to go with whatever you have right now, and, and I feel like that type of late-round stacking is going to be fruitful for, you know, April drafting to equate to potential, you know, actual 2023-24 success. It'll, you know, it, it'll be, yeah, these these underdog drafts are just crazy. It's, it's going to be crazy. The value picks that, you know, it's going to be wild to see how the players that we took early, whose value craters ahead, mm-hmm. you know, ahead of the season. It'll be wild to see some of the guys that we took late who are early picks, you know, by the time August comes around. So it's always interesting. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's so much fun about it. Even with free agency, they're like, oh, I did this draft and, you know, then X, Y, and Z happened. And then you go back and you look at your drafts that you did and you're like, oh, wow, you know, I actually have that stack now. Or, oh, wow, I have that player who's moving up, you know, probably 10 or 15 spots now that they're in a better, um, you know, on a better team or better situation. Brandon Cooks, very good example. No one was drafting Brandon Cooks when he was on Houston. He was just sitting around, hanging out. He's on Dallas. He's moving up the board. Same thing, uh, Dame Harris, I think a running back that could come off the board in this uh, this round. If I don't take him myself, I do say. You know, one guy that I'm looking at here who's coming up is Elijah Moore. That would be walking into a nice stack for my Deshaun Love Watson it. here. Love it. You That's know, a good stack. I don't. I'm not even set on him being the wide receiver over Donovan Peoples Jones. I think Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples Jones mm-hmm. is, you know, a solid athlete, was has been very productive. So I'm not sold on it. But Elijah Moore is a lot very talented, very talented. Uh, top thirty, you know, top thirty six, thirty seven. Like, oh Snipe. God! Gosh darn it! Oh. Uh, that, that's kind of devastating a little bit. Mm. DPJ. 
maybe not this round, maybe the not next this round. pick, but yeah, coming up for sure. I like Tyler Boyd here for receiver. I don't, it's like I said, with the two wide receivers, I don't feel the necessity to go there. Um, I guess I might go Damian Harris here just to counter your James Cook pick here. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Why would you take him? Why are you stacking running backs? Why are you st- There's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Oh I'm not even. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you. James I'm Cook. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why, why are you stacking running back? You don't even need to do that. All right. You want to take Dame Harris over Brian Robinson. All right. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's fine. I I'll take I, had, I, I am I'll not a Brian. Brian. I love Brian Robinson. The return from a gunshot wound to the butt. <laughs> I respect him so much. He's, he's like, he's to come back that quick is remarkable. However, I do not love the fancy player. That is Brian Robinson. I, you know, I don't, he's not very explosive. So, I you know I just don't see a lot of things he typically does well, and I think Washington Washington could be a candidate to add Bijan Robinson in the draft. That, that's what I think. If you take Michael Carter, I am going to smack you with a glove when I see you. <laughs> I'm going to smack see, you with a glove. You, you should okay with you taking Brees Hall that early. You what you were banking on is you know I know it was an auto pick, but now your team is dependent on Brees Hall comeback season early on like it's Brees hall he's he's gonna recover from an acl amazingly just like i am betting on what is that what was i betting on earlier i told you oh yeah alvin kamar not getting suspended you know just like things like that you know what i mean like we're, hey you know what these these drafts you know it's it's a one in a million chance we're gonna win anyway why, why not go for the high-end outcome how many more picks i gotta make for you <laughs> I didn't. Come you on. didn't say anything. I, I, I did. I said Dame Harris. Check the tape. I said. I said oh, Dame you, Harris is going to go this Damian round. Harris? Yeah, oh, I well. said, and I said you did to myself, that. if I dare say, <laughs> you did say that. I remember that. Okay. <laughs> you drafted. <laughs> I helped you. Oh. You don't need to. You don't. Oh, need this to is be great. Stopping. This is this is this is great content. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like what I keep saying. The pick, like I cannot. I will not say who I'm going to take anymore. All <laughs> right. Not happen. You're gonna go, snipe me anyways, probably. <laughs> I went with Kenneth Gainwell. I, I did. Oh I didn't God. snipe you there. Did not. No, I did not. Did not. I think. But, uh, I think he could have a nice little pa- uh, pass. If the Philadelphia Eagles decide to use their running backs actually to their to their strength for once, I think Kenneth Gainwell could maybe get a little pass catching role like he got a couple of years ago. So we'll see. Who did you just take? Where, where was your I took uh, uh, Samaj P. Ryan again. Oh, I, I, that's a good one. Ah. Oh. A slam dunk over Dame Harris. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, I actually Killing maybe should, oh, I should have done that. I actually should have taken this. Is the oh, the live draft gets me? Oh no, the live draft gets me. I should have taken Samahe P. Ryan. That was a mistake. I did. Ah, all right. That that's one I missed. That's me not looking down. But the again, board like it's deep enough. Running backs, man. There's so many of them that I'm just like, yep, that could be an RB one. Yep, that could be an RB one. Yeah, now I have more running backs than wide receivers. I have five running backs, four wide receivers. I'm a little more comfortable doing that when two wide receiver lineups, like I said, without that third wide receiver than most of their uh, tournaments that force you to take. So, I'm at uh, two, four, and five, so still in favor of a wide receiver. And you know what? I might have enough running backs. It might be done. I think I'm good. Wait for How many running backs do you have? I got four. What do you mean you're done? This is is 20 rounds. I'm good. Is this 20 rounds? Oh, it's 20 rounds, buddy. Yeah, you can't be done. <clears throat> well, 3773. This is about as balanced as you can get if you want to go across the board. So I like to differentiate, you know, between the high and lows of those medians. Okay. I always try to I always try to get I always try to stay in. I mean, I try to stay within a fairly reason. I try to get differentiate heavily on the players, but kind of try to stay within my median range of outcomes on uh mm-hmm. Like, well, you know, I believe the seven running backs, seven wide receivers or so. So I try to stick pretty close to that. I believe for single QB last year, like best ball mania, wasn't it? The the highest percentage of winners was of uh, it was 18 rounds. So it was I know it was two and two for the quarterbacks and the tight ends, but I can't remember the combination of the receivers and running backs, but I'm pretty sure it was in favor of receivers. But again, that single QB. Yeah, and you know that could flip flop this year, especially you know with how running backs are being devalued and the great value that we're seeing in these teen rounds. Tremendously, here, so. mm-hmm. tremendously, and I love it. I'm here for it. Like, I mean, I've been a robust RB drafter in the past. I'm I'm not against it. I mean, there's no one way to play this game. It's just that 
when I'm looking at rounds like like right now, 12 through 15, and I'm looking at running backs that I still like a lot, you know, Alexander Madison, Gibson, Zeke Elliott. Like, I'm not a Zeke Elliott fan. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I know he's not with them anymore, but come on. Like, if he goes somewhere, he's just going to be a touchdown, exposed to touchdown opportunities. That's what he's going to be. He's not going to be a between the, uh, you know, 20 to 20 to 20. He's going to be an inside the 10 type of guy. So I think there's a lot of opportunities late in the draft still. I'd mentioned Leonard Fournette. Devin Singletary, again, not a popular name, but he's going to have a role on that Houston Texans team, you know, as a backup running back for sure. I mean, I don't know where else the ball is going to go other than on the ground. Yeah, you know, Bryce Young could have a tough time with the wide receiver court. Offensive line's getting better, though, so could be a nice mm-hmm. opportunity for those running backs to get a little volume. They'll probably want to take it easy on Bryce Young without many mm-hmm. wide receivers, although they could certainly add one with their mid-first, you know, the 11th or 10th pick in the draft that they have. Ooh, I'm coming up here with three picks to go. Donovan Peoples-Jones is still there. I could certainly go that way. Get another stack for Deshaun Watson. Who knows where Lamar Jackson's going? So who knows? Maybe I did get a stack. I doubt it. Unless he goes to Tampa Bay with Chris Godwin. But if I'm looking for Lamar futures on stacking, I'm still going back to, um, I'm still going back to the Patriots. And who was my other one? It's Baltimore for me. I think he's going to spend back in Baltimore. Baltimore's just going to match any offer he gets. That's why he hasn't gotten an offer. That's because in, I the, think in, that after I think that after the draft, the Patriots were are going to be willing to give up their picks, their their next two future first after the draft, not before the draft. Before the draft, then they have to give up like a really early first round pick. I don't think they'll do that. I think after the draft, they do nothing at quarterback. They still have Zappy. They still have Mac Jones, and they're looking like oh well, two for, future first and whatever we need to pay Lamar. Sounds good. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that that would be the scenario, I guess. You know, if he gets dealt like that. But yeah, I would. You know, I would think that. I just feel that that's why he's not getting offers. It's not necessarily the fact that he doesn't have an agent. It's not necessarily the fact that the NFL owners are colluding. I just think that the NFL owners know it's going to be a negotiation, and that if they decide to, you know, invest the time, Baltimore Ravens are just going to match it anyway. So. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into the boat that there's collusion. I don't think that it's easy to have the like accurate representation of yourself without an agent. I just think it's that simple. Like, yeah, Lamar is doing it on his, on his own, but what agents are doing because they represent so many players, they're just constantly in conversations with GMs, ownership, front offices, they're getting, you know, just live reads of the situations, you know, when they can and can't make a move. Right. It's, it's a chessboard at the end of the day. So I don't know. I just feel like that nuance isn't there for Lamar. Like he doesn't have that ability to, you know, have a sense of around the league, his value. He's just going, you know, based off of what he wants versus, you know, the give and take, right? Like he says now, oh, I don't want a fully guaranteed contract, but I want it to, I want more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Well, (laughs) buddy, Deshaun Watson has the most and the highest, most guaranteed money of all time in the NFL, pal. Like, come on now. Like, let's be, let's be sensible. And I just don't think that he has that going on right now. I I just don't think he has great uh, guidance. You know, I actually didn't hate. I know the the uh, the Cleveland Browns get a lot of flack for that deal. I get I get why they did it. I know we wish it was for a better person than Deshaun Watson. I, I totally get that aspect of it. However, if we're just talking about on the football field, the Cleveland Browns were going to suck. It was just going to keep going on. It was never going to change. Mm-hmm. Why not? Deshaun Watson had eliminated the Cleveland Browns from contention because it's Cleveland. And nobody wants to go there. And then they were like, okay, we're done doing this. We are done with this game of always being terrible. We're always at the bottom of the league. Hey, Deshaun Watson, fully guaranteed $250 million. What do you think about that? Okay, fine. You know what I mean? No, so, no, they're, they're all in. They're, they're, it, they're it all makes, in. And- it, it makes sense to me why they did it. Now, here's where I think they, they should have made the one stipulation they should have made in is, hey, Deshaun Watson, we're going to pay you this, but you're going to eat your money. That you that you get that you get suspended this year. We're not restructuring your contract because now they put themselves in a bind where Deshaun Watson's sixty million dollars against the cap this next like four years really because they took all because they because they let him not get away with not paying any suspension money yep. and restructure the way they restructured the contract. So I think that was their big mistake. Not not necessarily guaranteeing the contract. Now I think they did get him let him get away with that. Now that'll affect the team in the future. But that's my mm-hmm. one criticism. Right. And when you're when you're another NFL owner, you don't want to pay for that. 
that to me, that's not indicative really of the market. That's kind of an anomaly. I don't want to have to pay my players because this other team went out and they took an overly aggressive position over paying a player. I don't want as a franchise owner or a GM, I don't want to pay that type of that type of commitment. You know, see, if you're if you're the New England Patriots or the Washington Commanders are two names that come to mind for me. What, what do you have better to do? You know what I mean? Like, sure, honestly, sure. No, if, you're I, the, if you're the commanders, would be you, that yeah. in that situation. Yeah. And the New England Patriots, too, it's just like, I wouldn't. Now, I'll tell you this pay, spend two first round picks to then pay Lamar Jackson an incredible amount of money. I do not like that. I'd rather try to beat the Baltimore so, Ravens. But here's the thing. So here's the thing. When you get Lamar Jackson on your roster, he's 46 and 15 as a starter. Your anticipation is is that pick that you just gave up is now going to be a bottom 30 pick in the first round. Whereas right now, I think the Patriots are picking in the top 15. And that just goes back to the conversation about waiting until after the draft. Because if you have Lamar Jackson on your team and you don't finish in the top 10 in the NFL, there was something else that went wrong, in my opinion, at least right now. I don't know, man. It's just that AFC is so tough. I could I could see it happening just because it's incredibly difficult in the AFC. There's so many good quarterbacks. If I was him, jumping to the NFC and the Washington Commanders sounds pretty nice. Oh, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, those two teams aren't in a position right now to upgrade a QB, nice weapons really. in Washington, too. Going to hopefully have a whole new kind of – vibe in washington with the with the cell of the team coming up here so maybe you know mm-hmm. maybe they can be a pot you know they'll have a positive spin around the team because the washington commanders i feel like just have a very negative connotation to them you know what i mean kind of uh washington percent, yeah so yeah we'll see you know lamar jackson new ownership could certainly be bring some new light to that city so i am up here this is an interesting spot to be in i don't there's yeah you know we're just getting late in the draft not a ton here for me to look at um kareem hunt at the top of the board alec pierce it's, it's early buddy we got five rounds to go i know that's what i mean roshan johnson's available why aren't you taking um, him i already have six running backs i'm gonna go i'm gonna go michael gallup i'm gonna, I'm gonna t- take a i'm gonna maybe bank on maybe like Brandon cook's not playing every game michael gallup still getting a little bit of work we'll see hmm Late round receiver I really like, Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah, I mean, he he has a lot of competition now. But, um, you know, I mean, not not a lot of exciting competition, just a lot of competition on the field. Nothing really intimidating, though, yet. I said I was going to take Leonard Fournette in round 14. I got him in round 16. Shit. There you go. I think, man, all right. I need a tight end, but I just I'm not I'm not excited about any of these tight ends here. Jake Ferguson, you, know, you just you just talked about him today, pal. I think that's see that's a bottom that see not not here though not not here yet. He's at ADP one ninety four. We're at one eighty four, and you need a tight end. <laughs> you don't you have one? Yeah, you, you do have Dallas Goddard. You have one. So Ken, Kendra Miller, that is a man who I think is one of the best pure rushers in uh, college football last year. Okay. 1,399 rushing yards. I think he could sneak into the day two, get day two draft capital and have a big role at the beginning of the year. I'm, I I need to cut it off at running backs now. I cannot draft another running back, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's too, that's, that's, that's too many. That's Seven too running many backs? That's, that's good. Uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with it, but I'm going to draft wide receivers, hopefully the rest of the way here with a couple, maybe a tight end or two as well. Maybe Ferguson makes it back. I also like Irv Smith going over to uh, Cincinnati. I, I know everyone loves Irv. I know everyone loves Irv Smith every preseason. But man, what we saw to Hayden Hurst last year with the Bengals—like, man, if they can replicate any sort of that with Irv Smith, it's going to be wheels up. Yeah, there, there, there's some there's some intriguing names left here. I'm definitely not taking a third quarterback. Obviously, at this point, I'm riding Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson MVP seasons this year. I might take Sam Darnold with my last pick. That's an interesting one. Look, he could could certainly, if he, you know, he has the physical tools, you know, this was the guy who was a top five pick in the NFL draft. And then now he has all, you know, he has every, you know, one of the best scope, maybe the best set of skill position players in the NFL. So that's an exciting offense to be a part of. It'd be hard not to be productive, honestly. 
If you take Michael Carter, we're going to have problems. <laughs> Why do you keep telling? You shouldn't even mention it. To, I, like I'd forget. Like my attention span isn't. Able. You're going to forget in within I, less than ten picks. I, I I like I would have forgot. I would have even it wouldn't have even occurred to me that we had this conversation, and I probably would have skipped over him because I'm not a big Michael Carter guy. But if you, if you remind me and put it in my head, then there's always a risk that I take it. That that's that there's always that possibility. Just take Chubba Hubbard instead. Oh. My computer starts doing these crazy updates, trying to do an update right now. I'm like, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that, computer. We've had technical difficulties before in this podcast. I've had my computer die at the end. Ouch. Yeah, that's that's no good. Well, I'm just referring to that one time. You don't remember that? When my, when my computer puttered out toward the end, you had to finish it off? No, I don't remember that exact time, but we do a lot of shows, money or buddy. Yeah, we do. We do do a lot of shows. That's true. SGPN is is the only place I know that does daily fantasy football podcasts. Which, if you are listening at this point, we would love if you would give us a like and subscribe on YouTube or Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. A review, a like, subscribe—all that means a lot. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, and of course, if you've div- uh, drove this late into the episode, you know we're uh, we're a good way in here, about fifty minutes. We should probably also touch on the DGen points because we have to throw a question in after the show for all of our DGen listeners. What are you thinking here? I mean, should we use like late round picks? Like, you know, who did Emerson take in round uh, sixteen or round twelve? Well, what do you what are you thinking here? We we can we can do my next pick if you want. We can see, you know, this this is a good point. So yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll give the DGen question, which gives you a opportunity to win SGPN free SGPN merch. You know, it's given away to the person who acquires the most DGen points at the end. And yes, if you do that, and leave a comment, right? Oh, uh, you have to go answer a question on the on the Spotify channel. Right, so right, right, after, when Spotify this episode channel. is uploaded, you'll see it on Spotify or Apple. And all you have to do is answer the question and be sure to drop uh, like your Twitter handle or an email or any social handle you have so that we can accumulate your points and keep track. Really appreciate that. And we will have that answer momentarily. Oh, they keep drafting all the time. I should have drafted another tight end. A lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a big pick now. We've we've made it into a a thing. So you can't screw it up. There's a lot of eyes on this pick right now. The answer to this week's DJ in question is don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Irv Smith. <laughs> Thank God. There we go. Irv Smith is going to be the answer to this question. I, I couldn't do it. You I, were doing I, that I, I build up, but I was like, team. it's coming. It's coming. I couldn't do it only because oh my oh, God, you got sniped. Yes. yes. No. Oh my Screw God. Screw that great. guy. Oh that my God. Jacked up is in the chat. Jacked up, show yourself. Show yourself. Boo that man. Boo. Oh, we have Ben Ben Haskell talking to us. Uh, He, you know, I missed his comments, but he was wanting to know if he can join us for a draft. Always, Uh, always. You know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll always be doing another one. Not tonight, my friend, but you'll keep an eye out for us on our handles, and we'll be doing plenty of drafts. We might get on another one here before too long, too. I do, uh, uh, I do appreciate the D-Gens that get in and want to do a second draft. Uh, Gindy was in the draft last week with us asking us for round two of the, uh, of the little <laughs> board. And I appreciate the th- enthusiasm because by all means, I've done it. I finished a draft and I'm like, you know what? That was so much fun. Let's go right back. Let's get right back in there. But you know, when you're I, doing I, it live, it's, it, you know, it's a different beast to tame. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, man, I can't believe you got sniped on Michael Carter. That was perfect. I didn't that was do ridiculous. It. That was ridiculous. That was awesome. I can't believe that. That's great. Again, you had that buildup. I was like, oh, my God, he's doing this because he's going to take him. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Just practically speaking, I couldn't take another running back there. <laughs> so I, I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. I wanted to ruin ruin your season. But now nah, I'm going to go okay. Terrace Marshall here. And wide receiver 90, why not? Guy who's been very disappointing, but all the athletic athletic tools. DJ Shark and Adam Thielen signed, so he's not quite the – projected wide receiver one he was just a couple weeks ago but still probably could sneak on the field i think yeah i went with uh Michael hardman uh darling of the week in nfl news like they won't stop talking about how they want to widen his uh his route tree uh michael mccall hardman as a kansas city fan i can i can tell you that he's not someone i 
as a Jets fan, I would be excited about McCole Hardman joining the offense, not for what he's going to produce on the stat sheet, but just the fact that he is going to be a burner taking uh, coverage down the field with him deep downfield. It's going to open up a lot for Garrett Wilson. That is what McCole Hardman's uh, best asset is, is his speed and kind of what, you know, his, you know, and I love McCole Hardman as a football player, actually, you know, I like, I thought he was a little bit underrated in Kansas city, especially when he was healthy. He was able to have a lot of big plays. I like what he brings to the offense. Not an exciting for fantasy purposes for me, but obviously we're at no wide receiver, 80-something. So up at this point, you know, yeah, that, that seems about right for me. So up here, we still have about 12 picks till we go. So, and yeah, this draft's been fun, though. I like uh, I like the guy that snacks and quarterbacks early. I think that was a good move. I wish I wish I would have taken it a little bit. I, I got a lot of exciting running backs that I like. I'd love – Devon A-Chain is a guy that I'm just a huge fan of on tape. He's a smaller running back, but he is electric. Kendra Miller is actually my – they're both my RB4 and RB5 in the mm-hmm. uh, my dynasty rookie rankings and running backs. They're first-round picks in my – in my even my super flex leagues, they're first-round picks I have them ranked. So I, I, I like that pick. I think they could walk into some nice roles early on. I wish I would have went a little bit heavier on wide receiver and tight end. That's, you know, just maybe snagged one more a little bit earlier. And we got to get you drinking. Do I need to send you a, a, a good bottle of whiskey? You, what, how, are you drink, how are you drinking that Crown Royal? Straight. Oh, my God. Is that, that's, that's, that, 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 that's sugary, man. That, that's, that's some sugar. It's got the apple in it. It's really good. That, that's even more. Oh, my God. That, oh, oh, it's really good. Oh, Justin. You're killing me, brother. Uh, as, a, as, a, as a bartender, that, that it, it hurts me to see you, you know, drinking you know, crown apple meat. You have a thing against Crown Royal? A little bit, kind of. Uh, all right, well, that's all right. It's, I mean, it's not. It, it's great. It's. I mean, if it just makes a good decent cock, it can be used in cocktails. But man, that's that's a rough. That's a rough drink to drink and neat, my friend. Oh, is it? All right. At the at the fantasy football expo, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna have to show you how it's done. I'm excited to 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 go and to to celebrate forgetting because that's what we're we're gonna remember shit. (laughs) It's like there's gonna be yeah. Well, it's just sitting hungover through 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 like you know the meeting you know the meetings and speeches at the end of the day. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of coffee drinking going on that that uh, that that last morning there for sure. Oh man! Oh, back. Hope you change your mind. He's putting pressure on us. He's, he's saying, "Hope you change your mind about doing backs to backs tonight." <laughs> That's uh, awesome. The, the wife won't let me tonight. So I, I respect that, Ben. Uh, um, you know what? I need to do a better job about promoting it ahead of time. And you know what? I might try to. You know what? I I might try to do maybe one later this week, uh, and I'll post it ahead of time. And you know, I might I might just hop on for just a quick, fun little live stream, little just underdog podcast, just for fun, just a little mini one. I guess these aren't mini ones. No, these are they're they're these projects. are mini ones. They're they're projects. Yeah, but we're getting that was pretty quick. That went faster than I thought. It can go up to like an hour and a, like it yeah, can go up can. to like an hour and fifteen minutes. And we're kind of like fifteen minutes. I feel like about had a schedule here. We're getting down think- to our final picks. I think there were some auto drafters and to be perfectly honest, that jacked up guy may have auto drafted Michael Carter because a few rounds earlier, I saw him like insta pick snap of a finger. It was Sean uh, Tucker. And I just, I don't know if that's a snap finger decision personally. Yeah. Especially with him not testing at all this, this off season. I was going to take Mike white. He just went at two twenty three. I was at two twenty seven. I have I have Tua. That was the only play on that. So just like, hey, if Tua dies, then he dies. I have I have Mike White. <laughs> I took my third tight end. I took somebody I am very excited about, Jelani Woods. I think he's yeah, you know just a, mo- just a monster of a human being out there. Uh, could have some upside as the tight. Could be the tight end one in Indianapolis. And if that's the case, definitely a value here. I see your Jelani Woods, and I raise you a Darnell Washington. You might have just drafted an offensive tackle. I may have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Offensive yeah, no, tackles can still catch touchdowns. About. They did. They, you know, it was discussed at the NFL Combine. There was scouts that took away. They were like, "We're going to turn them into a tackle if we draft them." Those guys are fucking idiots. I know. That, I'm just saying. Guys, are, um, that, guys, that, massive. That's still in the realm. Of, I know he would be a massive tackle. Um, I, okay, I guess. I mean, <laughs> like. The guy can catch. He's got such a fucking wide catch radius. Like, yeah, sure. Let's put him at tackle. 
Who you is know, that? Marty could... Schottenheimer? <laughs> like who, 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 who had that take? I really want to, I want to know. Like, I'm just telling them, that was the scoop from the NFL combine was some, some, you know, even after all those amazing catching drills, some took away that he, that he was going to play tackle in the NFL. Well, man, some of these scouts in the NFL are just fucking idiots. Like, I, I know. Uh, like, you know what? what? It, it, I think it's just the premium of having the position, but I do like that pick there. Darnell Washington has that upside, you know, obviously, you know, it may be a yeah. little bit further down the line. That's why he's there, but oh, who's am I going to take here with my final pick? There are just so many teams that are thirsty for, for tight end. Like I can't, I can't imagine that somebody's not going to take a, a shot on him. Cedric Tillman was my final pick. I'd like nice. him. I think he could slide into the second round of of the NFL draft this year. Could maybe in the middle of the second round. So I think that's all a good right, value pick right. in the final with my final one. Where did you go with your final pick here? I went Dearness Johnson. I went Dearness Johnson. Oh, that's a good one. I just I had him in my, yep. my article today too. So that's a good one. He's, I, like. I I absolutely love where he's going. I actually haven't got him in the last round in most drafts. I've had to take him a few rounds earlier. So I'm pretty happy about it. I mean We've seen minor spurts of him being great. So I'm just hoping that in a number two potential role that he could really shine. And we've talked about we we've talked about this before about Doug Peterson wanting to use multiple running backs. He already has three guys that he likes that may even draft another. So hopefully uh Durness can just earn some more priority. I love it. So now that we're at the end here, uh, we love auto drafters and yeah, you know what? It, it's money in your pocket, then is what that is. We love auto drafters as well. Yes. So give us your team, Justin. Break it down for us. Oh, uh, yeah. So from the top here, we got Tua Tagovailoa, Kirk Cousins, no third uh, quarterback. Uh, we went Brees Hall, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Samaj P. Ryan, Leonard Fournette, Shubba Hubbard, and Ernest Johnson. Not a single running back stack. You're welcome, Emerson. <laughs> Christian Kirk, Drake London, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Jayon Dotson, Tyler Boyd, Isaiah Hodgins, Miko Hardman. Very solid receiver set. And then Hawkinson, Higby, and Washington. Sounds like a law firm. <laughs> I like that. I went two quarterbacks as well. I have Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson with my first two picks. Took Derrick Henry early in the fourth round. Cam Akers, Alvin Kamara. Really late, hoping he doesn't get suspended, but we will see that is certainly a possibility. Damian Harris, Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is someone who I could see stepping into a larger role. Rashad Penny, you know, we knew they were going to bring in somebody. So if Rashad Penny is all they bring in, that's a big positive for Kenneth Gainwell. And then I went with two upside rookie running backs and Devon Achane and Kendra Miller. They are in my top five rookie running back rankings. So I really nice. like the value later on in the draft there. <clears throat> Wide receiver. Jalen Waddle, Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, and Chris Godwin. I love starting off with those first four wide receivers, especially the talent I was able to get at quarterback and Derrick Henry. Those guys, I'm, you know, I feel really good about that. It kind of makes up for the fact that I did don't have a strong second four wide receivers. Just only start two mm -hmm. wide receivers, so I don't feel terrible about it. But I would have liked to have a better fifth wide receiver than Donovan Peoples Jones. Michael Gallup is a pick that I kind of regret. I did, you know, I was kind of caught off guard with the pick, you know, doing between the live stream. Would have liked to maybe go somewhere else. Uh, Terrace Marshall at the very end of the draft isn't something I hate. And Cedric Tillman with my last pick is a good value pick, especially considering he could be a second-round pick in the NFL draft. Tight end, Dallas Goddard. I don't mind betting on out, you know, outlier mm -hmm. outcomes in these underdog drafts, so I don't have a strong second or third tight end in Irv Smith or Jelani Woods. But Dallas Goddard, I don't mind betting on him having you know a tight, top three tight end season, essentially. you know That's how I'm going to win big money. I'm fine betting on that. He was – very, you know, he obviously was a bit hurt last year, but could be part of an explosive offense. So that is it. Two quarterbacks and superflex is risky, but the reason I do that, Ben, is just because we're betting on a, we're betting on a high range of outcomes with these picks. You know what I mean? We're, you know, it's a long shot. We're going to win these big bucks. So essentially, but by me taking two quarterbacks that early on in drafts, I'm betting on Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson being. Pro Bowl quarterbacks being borderline MVPs. That's how I'm going to win the big bucks. So if they are that, I really don't need a third quarterback. And the fact that it's best ball, I just automatically slide in those players. Maybe they miss a week. Maybe, you know, obviously they're going to have bye weeks. You know, I just automatically slide in my best yep. skill position in that spot. And, you know, if, if they miss significant time, I'm not winning that big money anyway, is how I'm looking at it. If Lamar Jackson's is not a top five quarterback, I'm not going to win that big money anyway, is how I look at it. 
thousand percent, thousand percent correct. Any big takeaways before we head off? Anything you're working on this week? Anything big coming out, Justin? Uh, no, we got uh, we got fantasy hockey show tomorrow. If you're a follower of the uh, the SGPN network, we got fantasy hockey championship week, so that'll be solid. Be sure to check that show out. Andrew and I will be back on Thursday with another show reviewing uh, fantasy football ADP heroes on Underdog. So we'll be, you know, tar- you know, discussing some, you know, some deep ADP plays, some early guys that you kind of must want to draft early on, later on, and then I'll have an article this Friday backing that episode up. You know, ADP heroes and underdog. I love it. Thank you, Ben, for for joining the live chat today. I really appreciate that. It was great having you a part of the show. Um, I will be working on, you know, I have tons of stuff coming out. I had a podcast with Ryan Miner, who's a great fantasy football mind. We did uh, twenty four. Uh, our first uh, 20, a little two-round rookie mock draft right before I joined on here. You can catch on the Fantasy Football Faceoff Network. I write uh, articles every week for uh, Player Profiler and, T- and the Right Way Sports Network as well. You can catch my stuff there. So, And I do a weekly article for Sports Gambling Podcast Network right here where you can get, which I wrote about Dynasty waiver wire targets today, or as some people always like to yell at me, that you can get them for free in trades too. I get it. You're in, you have 40 players in your dynasty league. I get it. Okay. There, nobody's on your waiver wire. I understand that. Okay. You, if you're doing a trade with this person, you can ask for them for free or you can trade a fifth round rookie pick for them. So they're essentially free or oh, maybe waiver wire targets too. So I always add that caveat in because people at Reddit will scream at me that nobody's no, none of these players are on my waiver wire. What do you mean? So I always throw that caveat in there. So But with that, we'll head off, everybody. Have a great rest of your evening. Thanks for joining us this Monday. Have a great rest of your night. I appreciate y'all.